podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Roden Podcast. Stay tuned to hear all things LFC. Hello everyone and welcome to Season 3 of the Roden Podcast. Today I'm joined by Leo. Leo is the creator of Liverpool Goals and produces fantastic content for everybody on Twitter, Instagram and across the internet. First of all, mate, it's great to have you. How are you? Yes, it's such a pleasure to finally be on and and to see each other virtually at least. I hope next time I'm in Liverpool we'll be able to meet up. I'm sure we will be able to. But today is a pretty good day to be a Red, you know, with McAllister coming in. I think some of us started getting a little worried because it's it was dragging on and on and because of, I think, the Fakir saga in the past, like, there's a little part of us that's like, oof, but we got the deal over the line, so. 35 million, potentially 55, what people are saying. I even feel like that's still a bargain. It's unreal. But it really seems like it's 35 million pounds, because I saw Neil Jones uh, reported today as well that it was 35 million pounds, and Paul Joyce. So it seems like that's his release clause, and we'll take it. Maybe, maybe it's them imaginative figures that people make up for Nunes yeah. as well. Exactly, because they're, they're jealous. Jealousy. Yeah, exactly. Jealous. So, everyone I know your work already, but talk to me about Liverpool goals then, because, I mean, it speaks for itself on the likes of Instagram and Twitter, over a million mm-hmm. followers. How did this come about for you? Why did you start this? Yeah, so so a lot of it, you know, you're, you're, you're based in, you know, in the home of, of Liverpool, but for us Reds that, you know, are international and, and watching from from different places in the world, like I really was in need of that community, you know, and I was in need of wanting to get together with other Reds who loved and had as much passion for the team as I did. And obviously at school, like people watch the NBA, you know, like and things like that, because I lived in, in New York for some time. And and it really was just like this desire to to share and and meet other Reds from around the world, because I think that's part of the magic, you know, and and as you saw, the you know, you met Maria from Brazil who came over. Like, I got to meet her as well in Liverpool. You met her. And it's just that I think that's such a beautiful thing that we can, you know, it offers this community aspect that I don't think you get in many other forms where no matter our background, where we're from, our story, where we're, we bond over this, you know. And, and I think that was just the inner desire. And it started from there. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's been an amazing journey for sure. So- you talk about that. You, so people support Liverpool all mm-hmm. over the world in yeah. countries that we probably don't even know exist as well. <laughs> um, what What's your message to the people that say about being top Reds, let's yeah. say, because yeah. there's so much nonsense yeah. online. And for me, listen, obviously I'm, I'm born and bred in the city and yeah. I, I understand everything about it. But exactly. likes, likes of yourself, the likes of Maria from, you know, from different countries. So, there's no problem for me about mm-hmm. being anywhere. Yeah. It's one big community, like you yeah. said. Um, yeah. What do you think when you see stuff like yeah. that? Does it dishearten you? I mean, the, the way I I'd speak about it is like, I just think we have a different relationship. You know, I think there's no point in comparing. Like, I, I do think that you're going to have a relationship to Liverpool that that's just very different, you know, where you're, I'm sure you're fa- your, your family, your ancestors all support Liverpool. Like, I'm the first in my family to support Liverpool. So, it's definitely not like that that same relationship, but at the same time, 
I don't think there's a point in comparing because yes, you could say that you're a bigger red than me and I would agree, you know, because you were born and it was in your blood, you know, so I will, I'll give you that credit. But at the same time, it's like, why make things a competition when there's all this beautiful part to it? And, and, and I'm saying as, as a red from outside, I've come to the city. I've been fortunate enough to come a few times. And every time I go like just the love, you know, and, and, and I'm just, I was so relieved because for many years I would run Liverpool goals and I was kind of like worried about my first visit to Liverpool because I was like online, there would be a lot of hate sometimes when I go on lives and people would be like, oh, so you run Liverpool goals, but you're not even, you don't even have a Scouse accent and all this stuff. And I'm like, guys, like, I'm not trying to act like I'm, I'm Scouse or I know Liverpool's history better than anyone. No, like that's not true. I just have this passion, this inner desire. And I want to meet other Reds like you, like, you know, we were saying Maria and, and, reds all over the world but i just i would say though to to really have respect for the liverpool fans who watch from the side of the world where there's you know asia australia that side because i don't think we realize what it's like to 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 see matches at 2 a.m on a consistent basis I know. and and like one of the admins advate who's been part of liverpool goals for three or four years now he's based in india and he's a law student so he's going through like intense studies like all of this He's never once missed a game that I can remember. And mind you, he's in law school and has internships at the same time. Like he's not just sitting on his couch, you know. But again, it's it's to show that this passion, you know, shouldn't be underestimated because like the dedication I've seen really inspire, like I find inspiring and, and shows the, the how special a football club it is because we can truly be a family. I've never met Advait in real life, but yet we interact all the time and and his passion is like no other, you know? So it's like no need to compare, but just appreciate, you know? The exactly. Beauty. I like that. I like that. Speaking of Liverpool then, so what, what's your earliest memory of being a Liverpool supporter? So it, it is Istanbul. It's Istanbul. And uh, and I wasn't like a Liverpool fan. But like, again, my family, everyone hates football, hates sports. Like it's not their thing, you know? And so for me, it was the space to kind of just find my identity kind of thing. And I like that final, what was, I, I, I will always remember, even though I was only six, you know, I was very young. But it's especially after that, I was intrigued. And then I had a Liverpool fan because I lived in Iceland at that time. I had a friend who, who was a massive Liverpool fan and he showed me cassettes of Stevie. And, and I just remember, again, it's this thing where it's like, even if you if you don't understand every part of the Scouse culture, even if you don't understand what it's like to be born there, you know, all of these things that I understand are specific to being from the city like yourself. It's like there is something very, very special about Liverpool that even from the outside, even if you've never stepped foot in Liverpool, you can sense it's a football club on another level to anywhere else. And I'm not just talking about our history and the trophies, but it's like this feeling, this special feeling of family. Like you see, like... Former Reds, like Xabi Alonso, he said, like, Liverpool's his favorite, like, is what feels like most like home. And he played for Real Madrid and he's and he's Spanish, you know, and yeah. and that tells you everything you need to know that these foreign players come here and their bond to Liverpool is so strong that even in their home country's clubs they played for, they, they you know, they can't compare. And like, pff, special. Well, you just mentioned former Reds, you're... I've got a, you've got a fantastic relationship with Jose Enrique. Yeah. Um, brilliant, brilliant player. Had some health issues yeah. and he's come back strong. He seems like a really good fella. Um, yeah. How did that come about? 
so that that was during covid like you know during covid we all had a lot of spare time unfortunately and and i was just like you know what like a lot of these you know because current players i remember i did i was able to actually speak on dm with saudio for a little bit and he even said like he would be willing to jump on a live because i spoke in french with him too but then he was like never mind i spoke to my agent the contract and it's like basically current players they can't do interviews unless there's a bunch of signed as you know in case something bad happens and especially yeah. alive like you're risking it all because it's not like you can't you know what i mean yeah. so anyways he couldn't but so i messaged a lot of former players and and so i did like a live with luis garcia with with um uh anthony lotalek i don't know if you remember him a bit of a random oh, yeah. one but you, yeah you well, remember yeah have you have you heard the story about him today it's crazy what wow. happened to he was so close to to what that happened yeah yes how did you hear it did you see that in the news or? no so i was driving home from work before and obviously heard the attack in france and and then they mentioned Anthony latalek was actually seeing it <laughs> in the midst of it how random is him to be there anyway um, and then obviously he's explaining in french and they yeah. translate it and i just like it's mad crazy Right. But he, the the big thing for him, I remember he was part of that Istanbul team, and he was telling me like this, one of those special moments was when he got that assist, the honor of that Luis Garcia volley against Juve. Remember on the way to Istanbul? I know. Right. So it wasn't that, like that goal. Yeah. yeah, I'm sat in the upper Anfield Road stand behind that where he hits it. No, you weren't there. Yeah, so at, that season was like one of the well, not I wouldn't say the earliest because I was 14 at that time, but that season. And obviously, the couple of years after and before with Rafa, wow, incredible! And I was there for the Olympiacos, the Chelsea, both. Oh, games, don't the, even! Apparently, yeah. the Chelsea at home, from what I've heard, is the most special and like the loudest roar, the loudest. like like that anyone has heard since. Actually, someone was telling me, but obviously, you wouldn't have been around then. But it was like a tour guide at Enfield. He said in '77, Liverpool beat Saint Etienne. To get to the European Cup final, and apparently, I don't know what was going on in the cup end that day, but apparently, like that was like he said, that's the level of like Chelsea at home, and maybe Barca. I've, I've got that game Barca. on. Um, I've got the on... Saint Etienne game on video. Um, Wait, was it in seventy seven or seventy seven? My dad, my dad got me the video, and he said Cause we we went that game, the Chelsea game, and um, and I watched Jesus. it, and it's just mad. See, so that shows how true it is then, because the tour guide when I went to Enfield, he had he was at that game. He was in yeah. the cop end and he was like nine years old and he was like like yeah. But... Mate, that that noise, the ground. Oh I mean my. the Barcelona came close and a lot of people will say that was probably their best one, but the um that when that Garcia goal went in, slash knock on in, oh um, the ground felt like it was physically moving. <sighs> It was just rocking. It was crazy. I can't. It was, it was I can't game. imagine because for me the craziest I've experienced Anfield because I mostly go to Premier League games and Champions mm-hmm. League nights are different. When I went to Real Madrid and Nunes scored that second goal, it was this season, right? Remember? Yeah. yeah. There was belief that we were that it was gonna we were gonna do it. You know, we were two 0 up after what thirteen minutes. Nunes scores like a, an insane goal. And I was like, "This is it. We're gonna beat them five 0 and then we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna win the Champions League." You know. And but, then Ancelotti turned his team up. <laughs> but but uh, to go back to, to Jose, what 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 what's really special? It's like again, I just wanted to do like one live with some of these players, and you know, just to to like tell stories and have some extra content during COVID because people had more time on their hands. But 
Jose was just like, what's unbelievable is he's just like, like you said, with his difficulties, you know, with his sickness, like he just has this mentality. But I think he was also like this before, but even more so now, just appreciation for life and wanting mm -hmm. to share and and just like, yeah, just the, the such a good heart, you know, and and he's someone that, again, like values family over everything else, which I find beautiful, too, because You know, he has lots of opportunities. He's the type that could have gone into management. People ask him why not. And he's like, no, like to me, like spending time with his newborn now, like that that's what I want to dedicate my life to, you know? And I think it's its beautiful because we know how competitive these these people are. Like when you're that competitive, to just say family is your priority, you know, is, is, is rare, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I'm really happy to hear he's doing well as well because like you said, the health issues and stuff he had in the past, Obviously, we wouldn't wish that on anyone, never mind someone so close to the club. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the season just gone. Um, it, I, I try and find the right words for this season. I, I, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> but first few months, then after Christmas, it was a bit of a crazy season. So something we didn't expect, but also something that we had to deal with, basically. Yeah. Um, if you can pick a moment from that season... That stands out for you, and you go, "What a day, or what a night, or oh, what a game, or yeah. what a, what something happened." What What would your favorite be? I mean, it has to be the seven nil, and and I'll tell you, <laughs> I don't know if you see the full time graphics we do on Liverpool goals. It was so funny because like 60th minute in, I forget, maybe we were three nil or something up, four nil or something, and. And we start preparing the full-time graphic because we're like, okay, this is too crazy. It's not going to keep going. <laughs> and every five or ten minutes, we're just sending an updated Lazar, who's part of the team. He was on it that day. And every five minutes, it was like an updated graphic. And then we couldn't even fit the names on the graphic anymore because it was so many goals. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like to do to be able to do that against United, like. And I think Klopp is the one that said at the end of the season, he's like, the only thing we'll remember this season for is a seven 0 against United, and. I, I do think it's true because yeah, he's right. Like, given the squad that we had, you know, it's like if you look at the last 20 years, it's not the worst season we've ever had. But no. the fact that it's this squad, the fact that it's Klopp, the fact that we almost won the quadruple last season, that's what I think was so painful for a lot of us. It's like we know how many years Klopp has left and we need to cherish every single minute because there's no, in my generation, you know, in our generation, I don't think we're going to see another Klopp. We're not. No, so, no, no, it's painful. <laughs> it's painful. But today has given us some hope. And the and yeah. the rumors we're seeing, the news we're seeing is giving us hope. Yeah, and just just on them rumors, then obviously we've had the Alexa sign and confirmed yeah. finally. I was yes. like you said, I was starting to sweat on that one. Yeah. Um the Kone and Chiram. I I'm confused. I, I just can't see us getting the two of them. I, I don't know really? why. It feels mm. like one or the other for me. Um, you see, they look very similar in their, their yeah. game styles. And yeah. Who knows? No, it's... I, yeah. I was, it's, I'm wondering whether the Trent position for next season is something that they might think about when they want to sign one or two. Mm. Yeah, no, the the only thing with that, I spoke to Jose about it actually the other day, and, and I don't know if you saw Carragher, he also said that he thinks Trent should be permanently moved into the midfield. And... Mm -hmm that we should sign a right back in the summer. And I don't know that I agree in terms of like, yes, on paper, he in the academy, he was a midfielder. Yes, on paper, he's an unbelievable passer. But then you look at our system, the 43 system that Klopp doesn't change. Like, mm. like 
Our midfielders are there to press. Our midfielders are there to win the ball back. Our midfielders are not there to play a sexy 70-yard ball. Like, like as much as I love Thiago, I don't think he's he's been what we needed, you know? And, no, and so, I agree. So when you say Trent in the midfield, I'm like, does that really get the best out of Trent in terms of like, we know how much he'd have to run and how much less space he would have to cross? Because we, again, we don't see our midfielders like getting in positions, maybe sometimes Hendo, like, you know, when when Trent plays him a ball, but like, again, it's like, is that really how to get the best out of Trent? And I'm not so sure. I feel like it's better to have a right center midfielder who's really solid, like stamina and running, tracking back and then letting Trent have his freedom. Like we've seen so that someone can really cover for him. And then Mm -hmm. when we're in the attack, he has the freedom to take up any position and do his thing. I'm with you. What do you think? I'm totally with you. No, I'm with you. I stand right by that shout because the best let's listen the best trend we've seen was at right back yeah so just because he's had a few games in this inverted fullback yeah. position that that was just to cover him and that was to take pressure off him because of the exposure of him being on the right hand side permanently exactly. yeah. so the best trend we've seen was when we had a henderson with his full legs we've seen fabinho with his full legs exactly. that covered the spaces yeah. so like you say we get a center midfield in there that also covers the space for, space for Trent to get forward and back. And I think we will see Trent at his best again on the right-hand side. It's just, like, I think, we'll, 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 not even the assists. Like, for me, the most exciting part about, like, the, the end of the season and Trent's performances, it's not, again, not the assists, not, like, specific moments. It's the mentality. Like, seeing him yeah. have that desire to to want to to win, to just, like, you see, like, he has a fire in him. And I hope mm-hmm. he keeps that because there was a moment where you felt like he was just depleted. And like, we know he can be the best and we know he can be the star and we know he's capable of like magical things. But like, I just hope whatever's happened towards the end of the season that he keeps that mentality because wherever he is on the pitch, if he's like that, he'll he'll produce moments of magic like that goal against Leicester. Yeah, and we, we, need, we need everybody hitting it next season. We can't afford any passengers. We've exactly. had our year off. <laughs> exactly. What do you think of Curtis, though? I'm I'm curious of Curtis Jones. Okay, so like if we were to go instance. back twelve months, I would have said I can't see a future at Liverpool, and that was that mm. was just that's maybe an honest. And yeah. the reason for that is, I always thought he took that extra one or two touches that he just yeah, didn't exactly. need to take. So mm. now that he's keeping it simple, and it looks like we've worked on things a lot with him yeah. in training because yeah. he he seems to be a step ahead now. Um, he's clearly always had the talent, but it's always yeah. been one too many steps. Exactly. But I think towards the end of the season, I mean, we can't fault him. He was probably argumentative, probably one of the best yeah. in the team. Our best midfielder, you could say. And he, yeah, he right. turned the midfield completely round. It gave us an yeah. option that we didn't even know we had as a yeah. fan base. Um, long term, I don't know, if I'm being mm. honest. It yeah. depends what comes in in the summer. Um, yeah. I'd like to see him as a squad player and I'd like to see him develop by these mm. players that, mm. you know, the, the problem he's got is we haven't got time. So yeah. we need to get to the next level now. We haven't yeah. got three or four years to watch a Curtis Jones yeah, it's develop. True. It's true. So it depends. If he's going to be yeah. patient, then who knows? He could he could be that star in the future. But if he's not going to be patient and he wants games, I don't know, maybe alone. Let's yeah. See how it goes. No, it's true. The, the, what, what I'm I'm kind of even more worried for Harvey because as mm. much as like I think he's more popular within the Liverpool fan base, it's like 
what's his best position, Harvey? I, I still don't you know. know. And that's and that's what I'm afraid is the reason he's gonna struggle is like again, like you said, at Liverpool you don't have that much time, and if yeah. you don't, you know, if you don't have that explosiveness in that position that you're in, I think it's it's gonna be tough for him. I worry for him because I love him, and I think we all Liverpool fans love him, you know, to bits. But yeah, that's it. He's I think because we know he was a Liverpool supporter growing up, and he's got the affiliation with the club. You yeah. barely want him to do well, but I cannot pinpoint a position and say that's his best one. And I feel as though if he was to move to the right forward, he's not mm. quick enough. Yeah. If he plays in the midfield, he can't defensively, cover the def- space. Defensively. Yeah, so I-, I am worried for players like him. I mean, yeah. Fabio Carvalho is a big indication of yeah. things like that, which is sad to see. But again, where does he fit? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I ask, I ask everybody this, and I, f- I feel like this is just a question that everybody needs to hear the answer to. Um, last season, when things were rough and tough, yeah, there was, a, there was. I'm not even going to say. I'm not going to give these people a credit, but they were given um, Jurgen Klopp. Let's just say a tough ride. Media, social media too. Um, that man's a hero of mine and a generational manager that, like you said, we'd probably never see again. Let's forget about the negativity. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What does Jürgen mean to you? He, like, genuinely, like, you, you see that. I, I just love that image because, again, I'm saying my relationship is different, but everything I've read about Bill Shankly, like, I get goosebumps thinking about it because it's so much beyond football. It's so much beyond players. It's so much beyond... He understands the big picture. And again, like, I'm getting... I'm not kidding you. No, but it's this thing where again, it's like it's so much bigger than a football club, and it's and actually, I was just like during the Enfield tour, I want to tell this quick story because I yeah, think yeah. it epitomizes everything about Klopp. When he when he um, first arrived at the club, he has a match day like office that where when the players come in, and he apparently he always spends ten or fifteen minutes there before heading into the locker room and everything. And there, when he first arrived, they 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 asked where. He, he, they should put the, his engraving of his name on the door and he points across from him which is the cafeteria and he mm. says is the chef's name engraved on the door and they said no and he's like then why should mine be he's just as important wow. to the culture as i am that's first week <laughs> you know and it's like again these are things that he's not trying to show off he's not trying to say that this is how he is like ev- this is one story but every time i go i i, I hear people talk about the, these behind the scenes stories it's always the same. It's this thing where what you see is what he is. And it's this thing where he like, he's all about this culture. And that's why even in the down moments, like I, I was listening to Hendo on a pod too. He's like the down moments when we lost the Europa League, you know, when we lost the Champions League before we had all the success. He's like, those are the moments they all realized this man is different. Yeah. He's just different. And that's something where it's like, you can't compare him to any manager. I'm sorry, I agree. Maybe Pep is a tactical genius, but I don't like, no, I'd much rather have a club has, especially with Liverpool. It's like this thing where he understands the city perfectly and he, and he's just like, it's like he was born to be there, you know? And it's like every day, if I'm having a rough day, this is how much he means. You ask that question. If I'm having a rough day, I tell myself, enjoy this day because Jurgen is our manager. He's our boss. And the moment he leaves, we're all going to realize we took 
every single day for granted. That's how special. That's oh, the thought that's, of it scares me. <laughs> yeah, but that's how special, you know. And I don't think I'm ever going to feel that way about a manager again, especially modern day managers. Modern day football, it feels like he's from another era. It really yeah, does. It does it does? Uh, okay, so I'll ask you a couple of questions now to finish the pod. Um, player of the season for you, Alison has to be. Like I, I don't again. It's one of the you said you don't want to know where we'd be without him or when he's gone. I don't want to know where this where we'd be this season without <laughs> Ali. I do not want to know. No, mate, I agree. Um, I chose Alison myself because again, where would we be without him? Because we should be nowhere near fifth. So. If we had, let's say, someone else in goal, no disrespect to any other goalkeeper, yeah. we'd be mid bottom half. That's the, that's the, the sad thing about yeah. it because having him in goal in a one v one situation, you may as well just turn around and take the goal kick, or you may as well just <laughs> you're never ever getting past him. He's just he's a machine, isn't he? He's no, he's he's yeah the the, the best goalkeeper in the world. Like I, I don't think there's any doubt, especially when you see the importance and how much we get caught out because of the high line that we play. It's like, he has to be, he's so instrumental to the way that we play that. Like if he wasn't there again, I don't want to know where we'd be. Like, no. <laughs> okay. Although so, I love Kelleha. He's, he's, me he's too. a legend. Me he's too. But the thing yeah. is, you can't we're compare. Talking, there's levels, isn't he? There's levels. <laughs> and I feel like Ali is in a world of his own. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, We've spoke about the best moment, which was United. Um, the funniest moment, again, probably United. Um, yeah. <laughs> other than the Alexis signing, last question, what do you feel like we need for the season? Like what, what, what Jose said, like from the beginning, and I always asked him because he has the point of view of, of having been a professional too. I always said, Jose, like, what the hell is going on? Why is there such a big drop off? And he said, it's not a surprise. And I'm like, why not? Why is it not a surprise? He's like, because footballers are human beings. This Liverpool squad has won everything. If you don't give every player competition for a place, normally it's human behavior to be more comfortable. But with how competitive we see the league is this this season, you can't be comp- You can't ever be complacent. And I think that's that that you, it's clear to see that what we need is any position we feel. There isn't proper competition. We need to invest there. It's as yeah. simple as that, you know. And obviously, the midfield is a clear place. But like, for a player to be able to tell himself, especially as big of a club as Liverpool, to say, you know, I could have five bad performances in a row and I keep my spot in the team. Like, I'm sorry, Virgil. I like the the best defender I'll, I think I'll ever see in my lifetime. Even him at certain points, I think he deserved to be dropped. But you can't yeah. drop him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it's like. That that's a big problem. Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, so FSG, play- get your wallet out. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> get your wallet out. When you see them players who are very comfortable in their position, it does it does frustrate me a little. The likes of Trent, he he there was times last season he knows himself he shouldn't have been in that side. But nope. again, what we had available was very limited. So it was Jimmy Milner at 37 <laughs> who didn't do bad. Love him, love him. But you know what a hero, by the way. Um, Right, let's leave it there, Leo. Let's call our pod. Um, I'd just like to say thanks for your time. And I'd like to also shake hands with Chris, who put us in touch. Yeah, absolutely. The legend. Yeah, he's a good good man, Chris Ma. Um, Thanks very much. much. But yeah. And thank you for having me on.
No, no, honestly, it's been great. And it's it's been good to finally put your face to a name. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a shout when you're over here next. Let's yes. stay in touch. Of course, absolutely. Okay, catch you soon, mate. Catch you soon, ciao. Thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast and thank you to our amazing guests. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. Don't forget to follow us on social media, twitter.com forward slash the road end pod and on Instagram, Instagram slash the road end pod. 